What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now what certainly puts the punctuation on an insane news cycle over the last couple of weeks with the Disney Q3 earnings call starting up production on movies like Shang-Chi and of course Disney Plus, WandaVision, Falcon, The Winter Soldier, and Loki, and most notably Spider-Man 3, and today coming from industry insider Charles Murphy in a brand new report with some pretty compelling evidence that the title for Spider-Man 3 may have already been revealed. We're going to break down exactly what he's saying in this new report, where this is coming from in corroborating sources, how it ties into a report we had from last week, and of course how it ties into the titles altogether. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video. And if you want, stick around at the end of the video. We'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So, again, this coming from industry insider Charles Murphy from Murphy's Multiverse, and we'll go ahead and provide a link down in the description to his original article. But he goes on to report, quote, and probably what's a case of something too good to be true, it seems that every Everyone in the entertainment industry other than me already knows the title to the third installment of Marvel Studios' Sony's Spider-Man franchise, and the kicker is they're casually flaunting it and nobody's noticing. He then goes on to say that both Esquire and Maxim, now these are trusted trades, have listed on their websites Spider-Man Homesick among the lists of upcoming Spider-Man films. Now, is there a chance that they both guessed? Yes, or that they saw this listed somewhere and decided to both source it, but the fact that they're different publications and they both have the same title listed, and this wouldn't be the first time that the title for an official Marvel film has leaked out somewhere like this other than IMDB, because someone who isn't paying attention goes ahead and sends out something official with the real title on it, and you can guess that at this point, as close as they are to starting filming, with the script having been done at this point since the beginning of the year, remember, this should have gone to production at the beginning of the summer, they already have a title picked out. Now, this goes in line with what we reported last week. Atlanta Filming even hinted at the fact that they almost had the name down to something with home. And of course, that's not news because every title in the Spider-Man trilogy, at least for these first three in the MCU, assuming that there's going to be more down the road, has home as a part of the title. But now with this report, and again, a coincidence, maybe, but the fact that Esquire and Maxim would have the same exact name listed for the upcoming Spider-Man 3 film really has to make you stop and wonder if, again, they didn't receive a piece of official information erroneously. And here's what the real kicker will be. And of course, we'll report on this if they do it. If either or both of those websites take that name down, then you know something is up. And when they do, we'll be sure to report that. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. Do you like the name Homesick? Of course, it goes right in line with the rest of the trilogy. And if you don't think this is the title, what else do you think it could be? Or if you don't like this title, what would your idea for a better name be? Of course, I'm all ears. And quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. This is a museum quality immaculately sculpted one-fourth scale that's 30 inches tall representation of the character as well as our third Infinity Saga limited edition box set which we'll give away at the end of this year in the holiday season this is the third one we're giving away if you want to be entered to win any of these prizes all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on leave a like and a comment on this video and because it's truly random the more videos you like and comment on the better chance you have of winning all winners will be chosen at the end of the videos and announced randomly and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements all you have to do is scroll back to the channel look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title click on that video and scroll to the end again it is truly random so the more videos you like and comment on the better chance you have of winning my name is michael roman this is everything always guys thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now this is a super exciting day because a lot of these leaks and rumors that we've reported on over the last year at the channel haven't had a chance to come to fruition as of yet. 
but now a huge one that we reported on way back in November, actually November 23rd of last year, 2019, over eight months ago via one of those anonymous 4chan Reddit leaks. We now have confirmation Agents of Sword is going forward. The hashtag exists in an official post that could be leading to an official reveal tonight from the actors themselves. We're going to break down exactly where this was posted, where you can tune in to find out if there's going to be an actual reveal from actors like Clark, Greg, Agent Colson. This is a huge deal, and we're going to break the whole story down. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane one-fourth scale XM Studios beta ray bill as well as our third and final infinity saga box set if you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around at the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there so the story actually starts all the way back on november 19th and then reported on here at the channel november 23rd 2019 and you guys are always asking about these anonymous 4chan leaks and i tell you more times than not these are the ones that end up becoming the most true that original leak said that marvel Studios Studios was currently working on the CGI for an eight episode Disney Plus series for Phase 4 with the working title Sword and the first episode was written by Jon Favreau. Leading actors included Samuel L. Jackson, Kobe Smulders, Cameron Monaghan, Catherine Winnick, and Nicholas Hout. Supporting actors included Paul Mendelssohn, Sharon Blinn, Clark Gregg, Chloe Bennett, Ming-Na Wen, Natalie Buckley, and Jeff Ward. Newcomers also included were Victor Kroll, who was going to play the lead protagonist, who is an Inhuman, and the twin sons of Thanos, who would also be played by Catherine Winnick, Supergiant, and Nicholas Hout Thane. They were also told that the actors will have less than five minutes of screen time across season one. That's the supporting actors, to be exact. Well, Tonight, we might get confirmation of this entire thing from the official count at Laugh Track for the Laugh Track with Gary Strauss tonight at 11 p.m. That's August 12, 2020, immediately following the series finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., hashtag Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale, Hashtag Agents of Sword. Now, if you go on to read the rest of this post, it says what you'll be getting tonight is ready for Agents of Shields finale. You're in luck this week at the Laugh Track podcast, and I'll include links down in the description. Is an exclusive media event with at Clark Gregg, at Chloe Bennett, at Ming Na, at the entire cast. Subscribe now and join us for this unique after party dropping early 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday, immediately following the finale. And if those names sound familiar, it's because it's the cast again of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and most of them are rumored for Agents of S.W.O.R.D. Why would you include an Agents of S.W.O.R.D. hashtag in an official post like this if you didn't already know that that was coming? And I'm guessing that the announcement after the finale will be, hey, by the way, we're not gone for good. Here comes Disney. Disney Plus Agents of Sword. This seems like the perfect place to announce it. While the laugh track may not be the biggest of outlets for a huge announcement like that, they know it'll make waves and rather quickly look, that hashtag is already being re-reported on. Now, earlier last week and over the last couple of months, we've talked about Agents of Sword, mostly from industry insider and friend of the channel, Mikey Sutton, who recently gave us the exclusive. They would be introducing none other than Hank McCoy, Beast, on the Agents of Sword television show. And as I've mentioned many times of this show over the last couple of months. Hey, it's unannounced and unconfirmed, but as much as it's been talked about within the industry now, people jumping on the story, we've even heard rumors that it'll be a majority of the secret invasion lead-in. A lot of the stuff that we plan to see in the upcoming Captain Marvel second sequel that could easily be secret invasion featuring the scrolls and the super scroll, again coming from Mikey Sutton, would be led into by this Agents of Sword television show, setting up that base, explaining the backstory of what's been going on with Nick Fury and the Scrolls, and of course, crossing over with Captain Marvel. It would be an absolutely amazing thing if, and pun totally intended by the way, the post-credit scenes for Spider-Man Far From Home not only set up the Fantastic Four with that first scene, which has been covered at length here at the channel, but then that sword base was actually forecasting a future Disney Plus television show that was over four years away. That is quite the foreshadowing. And beyond that, it would be amazing for them to bring Clark Gregg and the rest of the cast into the fold officially on Disney Plus and in the Agents of Sword television show. That's because they didn't have access to this service when they first launched this show, and recently you may remember we covered an interview with Agent Colson and Clark Gregg. It may have been for Entertainment Weekly or Entertainment Tonight. I can't remember specifically where he sort of talked nostalgically about the show and said that sometimes he thinks what could have been with the budgets going into Agents of Sword and Disney Plus, but that he's thankful for all that he's gotten. Well, there's no reason that they can't bring them in. And of course, with this show being pseudo canon and adjacent, but with the Disney 
marketing agents of sword television show being a hundred percent canon they would go ahead and canonize these characters officially into the mcu in a way that they're just not quite now look i know a lot of people who watch agents of shield i've seen some of the seasons myself and it's my intent to sit down and watch all of it once it's finished people love that show but of course it's not exactly canon it's more of an adjacent show where the mcu doesn't reference it it references the mcu and except for agent colson and just a couple of other occasions the actors and actresses characters don't cross over we've also heard that some elements of that show may be reboot in the mcu which would go ahead and solidify its apartness if they brought these characters over into agents of sword again the homage would be there but the characters would actually be in the mcu and that would be amazing for them to do and especially being the fan favorite that it is and having been absent from the canon there are a lot of people who won't remember the show and tie it to that meaning they're sort of free to bring those actors over without the convolution of being like well wait a minute is that strict canon and you just introduce the characters you give them as much backstory as they need to fit the narrative working into the mcu and you leave it at that pretty plain and simple a lot easier than introducing a character like deadpool that's going to carry the baggage of his reverse universe whether they like it or not guys let me know everything down in the comments how you feel about this i know we've been talking about agents of sword for a while are you going to tune in tonight to the laugh track if it was their goal to put that hashtag out there and get a ton of listeners well they've definitely got one in me and i'm sure a lot of you are going to tune in as well let me know all your comments of course i'll leave a link that they put for apple and spotify down in the description as well so if you're seeing this video you can just link over to that podcast and quickly let's get into the giveaway stuff before i let you go we're still giving away two playstation 4 pros the next of which is at the 700 thousand subscriber mark a lot of you have asked of course we'll switch over to the playstation 5 but we're a long ways off that now with all the delays to technology and pre-orders limited so we're going to go with the playstation 4 for now at the 700,000 subscriber mark is the next one all you have to do to be entered to win hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes like this insane one fourth scale xm studios beta ray bill and no way an action figure this is a museum quality piece shipped internationally from xm studios that'll be at 750,000 subscribers and then at this holiday season so the end of the year in December we'll be giving away our third limited edition Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win either of the Playstations, the Beta Ray Bill or this Infinity Saga box set that includes all the movies from the Infinity Saga both in hard and digital copies all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and because it's truly random the more videos you like and comment on the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements no worries all you have to do scroll back to the channel look for the winner announcement and the sub count in the title click on that video and scroll to the end my name is michael roman this is everything always guys thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name's Michael Roman. Now in the last two weeks as Marvel Studios has kicked back up production on movies like Shang-Chi, Disney Plus series like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki, and even new productions like Spider-Man 3, we've had a ton of casting news and updates coming out, and that's the sort of news you'd expect after a delay like this. Just last week we broke the exclusive that Alison Brie was indeed tied to the role of She-Hulk, and yesterday we got a ton of news. Marvel Studios eyeing an unlikely suicide Side Squad start to take over as a villain in Spider-Man 3 and brand new news of Shia LaBeouf taking over the role of an X-Men tying to what we also reported here at the channel from industry insider Mikey Sutton about how Marvel Studios will start to introduce certain X-Men in the most conspicuous of spots leading up to their introduction in the MCU. We're going to break down these brand new casting reports for both the Spider-Man 3 villain and Iceman in the X-Men as well as a couple of ancillary casting calls for of the Miss Marvel Disney Plus series, but first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, as well as a whole slew of other Marvel-related stuff, including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill, as well as our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell, leave a like and a comment on this video, and if you want, stick around to the end of the video, we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. So I'm sure some of you may have seen the headlines breaking basically in every place 
place that covers this sort of news yesterday that Shia LaBeouf is reportedly Marvel's next Iceman or Shia LaBeouf wanted as Iceman in the X-Men reboot for the MCU. Literally every place that covers this sort of news and places that don't were re-reporting this from the originating source which happened to be the sources over at We've Got This Covered. Now while they have a sort of a dubious reputation among a lot of people who follow Hollywood trades they have been right in the past and they always cite all their sources. This apparently coming from the same source that told them there would be a She-Hulk show on Disney Plus, which we now know, of course, to be true. Now, without being able to vet their sources or know their exhaustive track record and keeping a skeptical mind, this falls right in line with what we've most recently reported on here at the channel, that Beast would make his debut during the unannounced Agents of Sword television show. And again, this was an industry insider exclusive from friend of the channel, Mikey Sutton. If they're going to start to introduce certain members of the X-Men, we know that Storm could be coming sometime soon and of course Wolverine as well there's no reason they wouldn't want to bring Iceman in and with as crazy as some of these shows are going to get namely Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness the upcoming WandaVision or maybe even something like Miss Marvel there are a ton of again conspicuous spots they can start to introduce these X-Men characters and of course if you're going to weave them in to any of the upcoming narratives and or scripts that have now gone to pre-production this is the time to start thinking about castings now if the name Shia LaBeouf sounds familiar as being tied to a Marvel role, that's because we reported here at the channel and what was heavily rumored, they were looking at him for the role of Moon Knight on Disney Plus and this article went on to address that confirming that at least at one point that was the case but Marvel was no longer considering him for that role and had moved on to tying him to Iceman. Now in the world of Spider-Man 3 and coming from industry insider Charles Murphy yesterday that they were looking for a Joel Kinnaman type to cast for the upcoming film for the villain role and he went on to speculate that Joel Kinnaman would be perfect for the heavily rumored villain in Craven. Now taking a step back from this to us that's highly unlikely and if there were any villain that he'd most likely play in this upcoming Spider-Man 3 we see Joel Kinnaman more as the chameleon type which of course would make him related to not only the Sinister Six but Kraven as well either way if there's a chance they're looking at Joel Kinnaman types there may be a chance they're looking at Joel Kinnaman as you'll remember tied to the She-Hulk casting they released a casting call for an Allison Brie type for the She-Hulk which led to her reaching out and saying by the way I'm Alison Brie and I'm available. Could be the same case here with Joel Kinnaman and I've made the argument in the past I really don't want to see the same actors in the DCEU and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the same way that I don't want to see the same actors in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and in Star Wars. It's going to bother me a lot if I see any of the Avengers as Jedi or vice versa. There's more than enough actors for all of these roles. Let's try at least to keep them separate to help us suspend just a little disbelief. Now these weren't the only casting calls to sort of leak out yesterday as again the production wheels have started to turn at Marvel Studios and for some of those productions which should have already started filming like Spider-Man 3 and or Miss Marvel you can imagine that they're in a frenzy now trying to get the cast filled out as reported by the Illuminati this morning according to their sources quote the production team at Marvel Studios is currently casting for two different roles in the Miss Marvel miniseries on Disney Plus they are both set in the four of the six episodes of the miniseries, one male and one female. They go on to explain these casting calls as a male with the codename Omar listed as Pakistani American in his mid to late 20s, a practicing Muslim and self-proclaimed wiser older brother. He's also listed as modern and spirited. And for the female, they go on to report that the codename is Willow listed as a 16 to 20 year old American teenager of Turkish, Moroccan or Arab descent, active in student organizations with the love of being in charge. She's described as Muslim, woke, popular, stylish, and smart. And they go on to speculate that obviously these are going to be members of her family. There's also some speculation, as you can understand, if they're already casting Miss Marvel's family, there's probably a good chance that they've already cast Miss Marvel. Now, when we'll hear of any of these casting announcements, only one can speculate. If we get that Disney Investors Day by the end of the year, I'm guessing that they're going to focus on those productions which are left to come this year, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and of course Black Widow, when we're going to actually get the release dates and when we might get the trailers and first looks. I doubt that over some sort of investor's call without the sort of hoopla and fanfare of a San Diego Comic-Con or a major D23, they're going to have any major casting announcements. They're going to save that to pack a punch when and if they finally can 
when everything sort of gets back to normal. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. How do you like Shia for Iceman or a member of the X-Men? How do you feel about Joel Kinnaman possibly playing a villain? If you're not familiar with his work, I highly suggest the first season of Altered Carbon. Of course, that ties directly to Anthony Mackie, who did the second season, but that first season is absolute gold, a little bit better than his work in the first Suicide Squad. Either way, let me know all your thoughts down below, and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros. The next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. Of course, we'll switch over to the PlayStation 5 once they're released, but we're still a long way off those actually shipping and having them in hand. In the meantime, PlayStation 4 Pros continue. Very soon, we will hit 700,000 subscribers. If you want to be entered to win, all you have to do, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel, like this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. This is a museum quality 30 inch tall representation of the character held by XM Studios and shipped internationally as well as our third Infinity Saga Limited Edition box set. We gave away two already this year at the channel. We'll be giving this third one away during the holiday season at the end of the year. If you want to be entered to win the Beta Ray Bill, either of the PlayStations or this Limited Edition Infinity Saga box set, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on. Leave a like and a comment on this video, and because it's truly random, the more videos you like and comment on, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be chosen randomly and announced at the end of the video, the same way we're doing here. If you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries, all you have to do is go back to the channel, look for the winner announcement and the sub count in the title, click on that video, and scroll to the end. My name is Michael Roman, this is everything always, guys. Thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around. We'll be posting again real, real soon. Welcome back to New Rockstars, I'm Eric Voss, and whether it's Black Widow, Marvel's Disney Plus series, is, 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 Wonder Woman 1984, or Tenet, something you love and expected to have seen by now was delayed. Delayed again maybe move to a digital release. And New Mutants Gates promised yet another release date with the trailer that mocked its endless past delays. The rest of 2020 looks uncertain. And not the fun kind of uncertain. Like, you know, instead of an escape room with cryptic head scratch and clues and 12 minutes to go, we're in an escape room with all the lights turned off and no countdown timer at all. Is this hell? I think it's hell. Well, New Rockstars is here to help Yay! you with a clear, straightforward update on your content timeline for the next several months as we know it to be right now. <laughs> yeah, boy. Which movies are still releasing? Are they now releasing online via streaming services? Or are they still releasing in cinemas? And is it in my country or do I gotta sneak into Canada? Are movie theaters still in business? Because, you know, I walked by an AMC and I saw a couple raccoons Scrooge McDucking in the popcorn. But despite it all, I'm doing that. I'm giving you hope. Don't. Because many of the stuff in the months ahead is not delayed. And it will be some of the most interesting genre redefining nerd content we have ever seen wherever or however you see them. The wait was worth it, and hopefully they finish counting the ballots in Florida soon. But before we begin, this video is brought to you by Squarespace. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. Okay, the first important date to mark on your calendar is August 21st. That is the date Regal Cinemas, former employer of college, Eric, announced their plan to reopen in the US. A shaky, but I'll take it, sign of good news for Black Widow ticket sales for its upcoming November 6th release in theaters, which Disney very recently confirmed to still be the plan for Black Widow in an investor call. The next day, August 22, will be DC's fandom event, which will drop a ton of updates about everything in DC's pipeline. We are confirmed to get a trailer for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League coming to HBO Max next year. We might also get a release date for that on HBO Max. We're gonna get updates about Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson's The Batman coming October 1st of 2021. There's a good chance we'll get a final trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 coming to theaters October 2nd of this year. We'll get an update about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad coming next year and an update about Andy Muschietti's Flash movie featuring Michael Keaton himself. There's gonna be a lot more and this channel is going to be covering all of it in our upcoming DC Week, which uh, will last way longer than a week, don't worry. We just wanna make it a thing. All the new DC updates along with rewatches and breakdowns of Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, special DC episodes of Big Question and Rogue Theory. It's all starting with Man of Steel this Friday. Subscribe to get all of these great videos. Okay, also, before the end of this month, we are confirmed to get a trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2, one of the few not delayed in the can titles locked in for Disney Plus coming this October. And we are also confirmed this month to get a trailer for the upcoming Dune film, directed by Denny Villeneuve, 
starring Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, everyone is in this, based on Frank Herbert's sci-fi masterpiece. And when you see it this December, you're gonna be like, holy shit, this is amazing, and Star Wars ripped off so much of it. Okay, then on August 26th, depending on where you live, Christopher Nolan's Tenant is releasing in certain international markets, followed by releases in select US cities on September 3rd. Please, if you live in other countries where you can see it early, do not tweet me about it before September 3rd. My country shit the bed with quarantine and no one will let me visit. And then, for now, of this taping, opening weekend in the US will be August 28th with two releases, The New Mutants and Bill and Ted Face the Music, with co-star Alex Winter confirming it moved up a week from its September release date. And sometime around this, we should be getting an update about The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, according to Disney, is still set to drop on Disney Plus sometime fall 2020. But then, on September 4th, big weekend for streaming, the live-action Mulan is dropping on Disney Plus for 30 bucks. You can watch it as much as you want after that. It's gonna be a very interesting test for the platform for the future of all VOD offers. And and on the same day, on Amazon Prime Video, The Boys will release the first three episodes of its second season. And I can officially announce that new rock stars will be hosting our weekly after show called The Boys Underground. It's gonna be me, a bunch of the other new rock stars hosts, some special guests. We're gonna break down the highlights, all the stuff you missed, the deeper hot takes from each episode of this show coming the next day after it comes out. So excited. Okay, early September, we should also be getting some updates from Disney and Marvel about their next films. I'm expecting we will see trailers for Black Widow and a first ever trailer for The Eternals, which is scheduled for February, 2021. Their streaming series will be back in production during this time, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, as well as Loki and Hawkeye. But before we continue, another thanks to Squarespace for sponsoring this video. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build a beautiful online presence and run your business. So are you looking for a website to sell your fan art? I've seen that David Harbour Red Guardian fan art. It would make Chief Hopper blush. Well, you can present your work using Squarespace's professional portfolio designs, display projects and customizable galleries, and password-protected pages to share private work with clients. You can auto-post your content to Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr. You can also easily import from Instagram, Twitter, other platforms to give your site the personal visual flair that you want. Squarespace will even sell you a URL. Now, I am not sure if, help me, I'm trapped in the darkest timeline without Black Widow and there's no end in sight.com is available. But if it is, Squarespace will sell it to you. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to our custom URL in the description to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Okay, next on the calendar, The King's Man is scheduled to release on September 18th, the same day as the upcoming high-concept horror film Antebellum, starring Janelle Monae, which I'm very excited about, not just because I want Janelle Monae to play Storm in the MCU. But then, things get even more interesting in October, starting with Wonder Woman 1984 releasing October 2nd, and that month will be The Mandalorian's second season on Disney+, Plus, which new rock stars will also be covering extensively. Also in October, don't be surprised if we get a trailer for the Loki series, which we'll be releasing in early 2021. October 16th is the new date for the horror film Candyman, directed by Nia DaCosta, recently announced as the director for Captain Marvel 2. And that brings us to November of this year with Black Widow, Finally coming to theaters on November 6th, the first big screen title of Marvel Phase 4. And it might be the first Marvel content of any kind we get, because it is possible the Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes might not release on Disney Plus until November. As of this taping, it's still not locked in yet. Later in the month, November 20th, will be the James Bond film No Time to Die and Pixar's Soul. November is probably also when you'll start to see trailers for the 2021 releases, of which there will be many. Marvel's Shang-Chi, John Wick 4, Venom Let There Be Carnage, Godzilla vs. Kong, another trailer for Fast and Furious 9, there's gonna be a lot of them. Now, December is still the tentative release window for WandaVision, which according to most reports was still mostly completed, at least further along than the Falcon Winter Soldier was. Hopefully, we'll get a trailer for both of those next month. Ryan Reynolds' film Free Guy releases December 11th, which I'm very excited about. Bummed we couldn't see it this past summer, but I think it's gonna be great. And then December 18th, closing out the year, Dune. And again, do not sleep on Dune. I firmly believe it's gonna be the Star Wars and the Lord of the Rings franchise of this generation. But if you're not into sci-fi, December 18th is also the target date of Spielberg's West Side Story film, a musical that I wrote a 4,000 word extended essay on in high school. Do you want some hot takes on what G Officer Krupke really means? No? Okay. Officer Krupke. 
crop you. Now, earlier this year, we also got a teaser for Stranger Things season four that we hoped would come by the end of 2020. They did complete the scripts for the season in June and they're set to resume production in September. I'm not sure they'll have the episodes finished by December, but the reason I still have hope is that Netflix, trust me, is gonna be desperate to release mainstream nerd content to compete with Disney Plus in the final quarter of this year for money and, and business reasons. Just trust me on it. But another bright spot to hang your hopes on, Rick and Morty season five. Dan Harmon announced last month that they were mostly done with season five and they're already starting on season six, meaning we could see at least some episodes by November or December of this year. Just because unlike live action, animation doesn't have to completely grind to a halt during quarantine, especially when a lot of this animation is being processed in countries that have now reopened. So all in all, a pretty great rest of 2020 to look forward to content wise, everything else wise, who knows? But we are gonna be keeping a close eye on things like Mulan, because if that is a huge hit on Disney+, Plus. Many other studios are probably going to feel pressure to bypass theatrical release windows and release their titles digitally. Either way, we are all going to get to see this stuff and I will be here in the Blue Dungeon breaking it down for you. Until then, join us on our Discord server with weekly rewatches of films you love by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash newrockstars. Follow me on Instagram at EABoss, follow newrockstars, and subscribe for breakdowns of everything you love. Thanks for watching. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Charlie. This is going to be my new Spider-Man 3 Marvel video. There were a couple websites that were reporting an actual title for Spider-Man 3, so we'll break it down. We also have an official casting description for the main villain that reads exactly like a major Sinister Six character. And there's a bunch of updates for Venom 2, the Morbius movie. And now Marvel and Sony are planning on crossing Tom Holland's Spider-Man over with the Venom movies in the Sony-verse in future movies. So if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. We're doing a giveaway right now for the new Marvel Avengers game. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and let me know how you want them to cross Spider-Man over with Venom in the movies. So just starting with the big stuff first, number five, the new title. So recently on a couple of major websites, fans noticed that an actual title for Spider-Man 3 had been listed instead of the standard untitled Spider-Man movie sequel. The way it leaked out was very similar to the way that the title for Avengers Endgame leaked out last year, if you guys remember, before Marvel officially revealed the title. The cinematographer of the movie updated his website with his credits to include Avengers Endgame, but it was before Marvel had announced Avengers 4 was called Avengers Endgame. So post all your Iron Man Avengers memes. He thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. That was months before the Endgame title reveal. So this past week, a bunch of users noticed that both Esquire and Maxim, two major brands, not just small blog websites, are now reporting the title of Spider-Man 3 is Spider-Man Homesick. So I guess RIP copywriter, who probably wasn't supposed to leak that, press F in the chat, his job died so that we could see this out in the wild. Tom Holland could not be reached for comment. I'm mostly surprised that the news didn't come from him since they kind of use him to leak all this information. There was also news from the set of Spider-Man 3. Right now they're building the sets for the actual movie, getting ready to film later this year after Tom Holland finishes filming the Uncharted movie. That's right, there is an Uncharted Nathan Drake movie. And reportedly on set, the crew is referring to Spider-Man 3 as Spider-Man Homesick, seemingly confirming what these websites are saying. Still not confirmed by Marvel officially, so you have to take it with a grain of salt, but if it's coming from a couple of different places, it sounds a little more legit. Homesick as a title makes sense just because of where they left things in the Spider-Man Far From Home post credit scene. He is now number one most wanted on everyone's hit list. Both the villains and the heroes are after him. Every law enforcement agency on the planet. So home is the last place that he could go. That's exactly where they're going to look for him. There were a lot of Spider-Man homeless memes earlier, but I guess that title is just too depressing. I'm actually kind of glad that it's not Spider-Man Home Run. That was one of my early favorites, but the whole reason why you would call a Spider-Man movie Home Run would be to make that baseball metaphor. And in baseball, a home run is only earned after you round four bases. Sony has already confirmed that they have plans to make Spider-Man 4 with Tom Holland and Marvel. So they're still free to use Home Run as the title of Spider-Man 4. 
And I'll talk more about Sinister Six in a second too, because number four, apparently the new casting breakdown that's being reported for the main villain definitely sounds like a Sinister Six team member. The casting description just reads that Marvel Studios is looking for a Joel Kinnaman type for an untitled Spider-Man sequel, which is effectively Spider-Man 3. Now, which Sinister Six villain, major villain, do you think that Joel Kinnaman could be but Kraven the Hunter? He doesn't really come off as a Dr. Octopus, even though I would love to see a new MCU version of Dr. Octopus. But just to be clear, just because the casting description says a Joel Kinnaman type doesn't mean that they're actually trying to cast Joel Kinnaman himself, they just want someone with his vibe. Talking about super deep Spider-Man cuts, Joe Manganiello said a while ago that it would be his dream to come back into the Spider-Man movies and play Kraven. Well, so as a comic book reader, one of my favorite, favorite comic book stories of all time that's so dark and twisted and, and unique is Craven's um, Last Hunt. Oh, yeah. That's, that one is, it's, it's maddening. It's insane. And, um, and what, a, what an amazing ending and, and, and great turn. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's one of those that I, I would be, I, they have to. They're going to have to make that. It's too good of a story well, not look, to tell. So Craven's apparently going to get a solo movie, mm -hmm. but in the same vein that Venom is, where it's not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. they still want a Marvel Cinematic Universe Craven. Well, you have to have him cross over at some point because if you, I mean, Craven's Last Hunt is too good a piece of material to bat. It's like, you know, it's like um, Wolverine, the Frank Miller Japanese Wolverine. Like, yeah. you, you can't, you can't not like tell that, that story. Mm -hmm. You have is, to tell. Is that a role you would go for if given the opportunity for sure? Well, Craven? Yeah. Are you kidding me? That would be like a dream Ooh. role. The really cool thing about him is that if you don't remember, he actually played Flash Thompson in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And from what we've seen in the Morbius trailer already, Sony and Marvel are mixing and matching a lot of Easter eggs from different eras in Spider-Man movies. So it'd be a really cool Easter egg for him to come back. But, but that doesn't necessarily confirm anything. But more to Kraven in the MCU just in general. Last year during the Spider-Man Far From Home press tour, the director, John Watts, said that if he got the chance to come back for Spider-Man 3, he would want to use Kraven the Hunter as one of the next big villains. And they confirmed that he was coming back a little while ago. So I would say odds are pretty good that Kraven will be one of, if not the main villain of Spider-Man 3. Sony is also still developing a Kraven solo movie as part of their Venom spin-off movies, just like Morbius. No idea when that movie would happen, but if Sony wants Kraven and Marvel wants Kraven, we're probably going to see him show up pretty soon. But even more Sinister Six, number three, Michael Mando, who plays the Scorpion, teased a little while ago that he'd be coming back into the Spider-Man movies soon. He didn't say which movie he'd be coming back for or if he'd be coming back for multiple cameos or just one movie, but getting into bigger Sinister Six setup and teasers, we almost have a full Sinister Six team in the MCU right now if you include Kraven. These villains that we now have in our universe happen to be characters that are in the Sinister Six. There may be something that happens with that. No matter where he goes, the world is going to be different for him. Here's the real blockbuster. Brace yourselves, you might want to sit out. Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. What the f- No more hiding. Yeah, no more hiding. And if you're thinking about crossing things over with the Venomverse, why would the Vulture, major Sinister Six character, show up in his white prison uniform from the Spider-Man Homecoming post credit scene if Sony weren't trying to imply that Venom and the other Sony Spider-Verse characters would also be involved in future Sinister Six movies? We've already known about Tom Holland's Spider-Man crossing over with Tom Hardy's Venom for a while now. It's just a question of when that's going to happen. Right now, it's been reported that Sony wants Tom Holland to have a small cameo scene in Venom 2. No word on Venom possibly cameoing during Spider-Man 3. But it seems like Spider-Man 3 will just be similar to Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home in that they're really just going to be one major Sinister Six villain and a couple smaller villains in the background. And from what we've seen from Venom 2 so far, Let There Be Carnage, they're mostly just focusing on Cletus Cassidy getting the Carnage symbiote and fighting Venom without doing any really huge Spider-Man Tom Holland stuff till maybe potentially a post credit scene. And since Sony announced they're doing Spider-Man 4 eventually with Marvel again, renewing that sharing deal one more time, and Kevin Feige said that he didn't have any big plans to be doing a Venom Spider-Man movie in the MCU, it sounds like the Venom Spider-Man crossover will be a pure Sony movie. So number two, early prediction, Spider-Man 4 winds up being Spider-Man Home Run, and they do it as their Spider-Man vs. the Sinister Six movie, and then Spider-Man vs. Venom is a totally separate movie that Sony does on their own with Tom Holland. There were reports a while ago about Tom Holland supposedly signing another new contract for even more Marvel and Spider-Man movies that would cover the bigger crossovers and bigger future Avengers movies like Avengers 5 and then Avengers Secret Wars even further down the road. 
So it sounds like he's going for a Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man and Hugh Jackman Wolverine situation where he just keeps playing Spider-Man for a long, long time. So for everyone that wanted an adult Spider-Man who was a little more hardcore, Tom Holland will become that Spider-Man eventually. He'll literally just age up through the MCU movies until he's middle-aged Spider-Man being senpai to the younger, newer Avengers characters. Number one, the only other major cameos that we know about right now in all the upcoming Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, and Venom movies is uh, J. Jonah Jameson, and there are rumors of Oscorp and Norman Osborn stuff happening soon at Sony. There was a report that during the Morbius movie, Tyrese's character wields this special gauntlet weapon that he uses to fight Morbius with, and supposedly the tech is made by Oscorp, and that's our first major easter egg for a new version of Norman Osborn Green Goblin. J.K. Simmons did say that he'd already filmed his next J.J. cameo scene and that he had more cameos left on his contract. So right now my early prediction for that is that he'll just show up in every single new Spider-Man related movie in small scenes that just help weave everything together with continuity between Spider-Man Far From Home, Morbius, Venom 2, and then Spider-Man 3. Some of the Morbius Daily Bugle Easter eggs seem like they're more Tobey Maguire Easter eggs so it's hard to say if they're going for a multiverse explainer or if they're just trying to mislead us. But let me know in the comments, if the title of Spider-Man 3 really does wind up being Homesick, what do you want the title of Spider-Man 4 to be? While you wait for everything, click here for my new Marvel Avengers review, and click here for my new Marvel Shang-Chi movie teaser and Iron Man Easter eggs. Thank you so much for watching, everyone stay safe, I'll see you guys tonight. Welcome back everyone, it's Charlie. This is going to be my Marvel Avengers game review. Recently, like a lot of you, I had a chance to play the beta, so I'll try to cover as much of it as possible without any big spoilers for parts of the story that they didn't already reveal in the trailer footage. So if you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to get all the videos. We are doing a giveaway for a copy of the game. All you have to do to enter is be a subscriber and leave your favorite big Marvel game on the video. I'm sure a lot of you are going to say Spider-Man PS4. I will be referencing Spider-Man PS4, the gameplay, the story a lot when talking about Marvel's Avengers because it is the closest comparison in terms of the way the game works, the way the story works. And I will be discussing all the parts of the game, Marvel Avengers, that they already publicly revealed in the previous trailers. So far, it does have the potential to be a solid game. It doesn't hold a candle to Spider-Man PS4 yet, but the game hasn't even launched yet. It's still in beta. So hopefully with some patches, they can tune some of the aspects and the things that I wasn't really happy with. But the first big gameplay that you get into at the beginning is the San Francisco fight, the tutorial mission that they use to teach you about all the game systems, the mechanics, the character abilities, the dynamics. You start with the Avengers in the past on a mission in San Francisco. That's the mission you saw in all the early trailer footage where they're fighting Taskmaster, who's working for MODOK and AIM. They wind up framing the Avengers in a plot to destroy the public's trust in them. It's this big MODOK plan involving Inhumans. So Taskmaster, obviously getting ready to show up in the MCU for the first time in the Black Widow movie. We would have already seen him were it not for the virus delaying all movies. So there are some story elements in the game that make you wonder if the developers were trying to gain some synergy by doing things in the story that the Marvel movies were also doing with its characters heading into Marvel Phase 4. This will make more sense in a second because the game was originally supposed to come out closer to Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame just riding all that hype. The whole theme of the game is built on the idea of Avengers disassembled from the comics, even though obviously things are very different from the comic book versions. Without getting into big spoilers, one of the main A-list Avengers winds up dying or seemingly dying during that big San Francisco attack that turns into this major disaster. The Avengers break up, quote unquote, disassemble. And then even though you get POV from all the Avengers characters, the main POV character, at least at the beginning, is mostly Kamala Khan's Miss Marvel. She's like the young up-and-coming Avengers fangirl who idolized all the Avengers and she has to try and help the surviving Avengers reassemble to deal with this big Inhumans plot that MODOK has. Kevin Feige recently announced that Miss Marvel is getting a big Avengers Endgame spin-off Disney Plus series. We don't know when that's going to premiere, probably sometime in 2022 because they're casting it right now, but we don't know who's going to be playing the live-action Miss Marvel yet. 
But after a quick time jump, she and the Hulk go to start finding the other Avengers like Iron Man. So I will say like in terms of character dynamics, she actually does have a really good dynamic with the Hulk. So maybe we'll actually wind up seeing the Hulk show up during the Miss Marvel TV series. Mark Ruffalo already confirmed that he's going to be showing up during the She-Hulk Disney Plus series. And I will mention some She-Hulk stuff because we found out about some of the playable characters that Marvel Avengers is going to be dropping with DLC later on. Remember I said the game trying to use some synergy with what Marvel Phase 4 is doing with the movies and the TV shows. I was a big fan of the comic book stuff that they were trying to riff on with the game even though everyone had their complaints about the way the characters look. I feel like all the actors performances were solid. I feel like it was kind of unrealistic to expect the game to use the same characters as the movies like Robert Downey Jr. would charge tens of millions of dollars to use his likeness. There's no way the game was going to spend an extra hundred million dollars to get the likeness rights for all the characters and to get the actors to come in to perform all the motion capture for that stuff. It's the same situation as Spider-Man PS4. None of those characters look like the movie versions of the characters. In terms of the overall story, I feel like right now as it is, it's not quite as good as the story of Spider-Man PS4, but I think part of the reason for that is that they're trying to juggle so many more characters. We're talking about the Avengers here. In Spider-Man PS4, really only had to focus on one character, Spider-Man himself, with the other characters around him being relatively minor by comparison. That's the main reason why most big directors don't want to even do huge Avengers movies or can't do them. One of the reasons why the Russos were able to handle both Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame is because there's two of them instead of just one of them. Even then a lot of people complained that not all the Avengers characters got the scenes that they deserved during Avengers Endgame. There just wasn't room for everything. There's one thing right now about the character models in the game that people are complaining about that Spider-Man PS4 managed to nail, so I'm hoping that Marvel Avengers will be able to fix it later on. But one thing it does do better than Spider-Man PS4 is that it goes way further beyond when it comes to character customization and item customization. They give you this level of tuning that you can apply to character skills and gear stats that's great if you love that level of customization. Different gear designed for different boss fights, giving you bigger bonuses and certain skill trees and switching back and forth for different types of missions. And if you don't like digging that deep into characters and you feel like it's way too complicated through the menu system, they do have a really simple option built in that just gives you the best possible loadout and settings for your gear. But the real problem, as you've probably heard other reviewers talking about, is the fact that different gear, all the different suits, the stats, the items, don't really have any effect on your character's physical appearance in the game. So even if you gear up with a bunch of really cool armor and weapons on the different Avengers characters, your character won't look any different running around and it's something that they need to change because Spider-Man PS4 nailed this aspect of the game. Part of the whole fun of Spider-Man PS4 is trying out all of Spider-Man's different suits and then seeing him web sling around the city wearing them in the game. I think part of the difficulty in Marvel Avengers doing this, at least at launch, is the fact that they have so many more playable characters that they would have to implement that feature for. Whereas in Spider-Man PS4, you just have one character, Spider-Man, with a ton of different looks. The actual gameplay was a little buggy, but the game is still in beta, so you kind of expect that as of me posting this video. Overall, the gameplay was fun, but the minor complaint that I have that I think a lot of other people had was that the main characters who are supposed to have wildly different power levels in the comics, like the Hulk, vastly more powerful than Iron Man, Miss Marvel, Black Widow, didn't really feel like he was doing more damage per fight than any of the other characters. Like right now, as the game has been balanced, you could use any of the characters for any of the boss fights early on and it wouldn't make any difference. There was a hilarious bug this past weekend that a user found that allowed the Hulk to jump into Iron Man's Hulkbuster armor. Nice Avengers Infinity War Easter egg. Hopefully they don't patch that out too fast. But one character that you only get a little time to experience early on is Thor. You only get a little with him in the early mission. He's a lot of fun, but like I said, it's that same interchangeable powers problem. Aside from a few different abilities, he doesn't feel like he gives you an epic advantage over playing as the Hulk or Iron Man. Maybe this is something that'll change later in the endgame content when the character's skills become more specialized and the boss fights become way harder. I know you all have questions about what's going on with Spider-Man in the game. He was not playable in the beta. That's only going to be available after launch on the PlayStation versions of the game. So the way they explain it is that the Spider-Man story content will be different from the main path so it'll feel more like traditional DLC extra missions. So if you do have the Xbox version and you can't play as Spider-Man, you won't be missing any critical story or gear that would give you a big advantage over not having Spider-Man. 
There were a lot of websites this week that were claiming that the Spider-Man that shows up in the game though won't be Insomniac's version from Spider-Man PS4, so take that for what you will. It sounds like it'll be a slightly different version of Peter Parker's Spider-Man. There were a lot of people that saw that Miles Morales Spider-Man PS5 trailer and they're like, maybe Peter Parker isn't there because he's busy over in San Francisco with the Avengers game. So that just kind of debunks that theory. The other characters that we actually just found out about that they're releasing after launch as DLC later in the game are Hawkeye, then War Machine, She-Hulk, and then the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. There might be more new characters after that later on, but those are the only ones that we know about right now. Many thanks to everyone that data mined those extra characters. You only get a little bit of MODOK early on. He's the main villain. They kind of explained the whole Inhuman subplot during that last big trailer. MODOK and AIM are the big villains of the game trying to control Inhumans, which have been proliferating all over the Earth. All the robots that you see with those Wolverine looking claws are the super adaptoid robots from the comics, which are also creations of AIM's. And speaking of Wolverine, here's another one of the weaknesses I feel like of the game and just a symptom of game development in general because it takes so long to do this. Because they started developing the game years ago, way before Marvel ever got the rights to the characters back, and they were trying to gain some synergy from Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, Marvel Phase 4 stuff, it feels like that's why they went for Inhumans in the game instead of using X-Men. Because I feel like right now, just in terms of big Marvel movies, most people are hyped up to see the new MCU versions of the X-Men characters. So it may have benefited the game more had they leaned harder into X-Men. But like I said, when they started developing the game, the X-Men characters were still with Fox, so they were probably trying to swerve on that at the time. The developers did confirm though that they were allowed to use X-Men characters in their game, so there might be some more X-Men characters that pop up later through DLC. It would be really badass to see Wolverine show up in the Marvel Avengers game. If you don't know anything about MODOK, he was actually a character that was rumored to be in Ant-Man 3 in the Marvel movies, but MODOK is actually an acronym that stands for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. He starts out as a normal person who's turned into this creation, but then he winds up rebelling against AIM and taking over the organization himself. Eventually, after the Avengers wind up capturing him, they throw him in prison. He starts working for the government in order to commute his sentence. Thinking about Thunderbolts Easter eggs, it's always possible that they could do something with that because we know that they're building up to a big Thunderbolts project in the MCU. Just think about all those villains that are chilling out on the raft right now and imagine that is their home base in a Thunderbolts Disney Plus series. But if you're a big fan of the Avengers and the comics, the movies, or bigger AAA Marvel games like Spider-Man PS4, I feel like the Marvel Avengers game is fun, but it still has a long ways to go if it wants to beat Insomniac's Spider-Man PS4. And that doesn't even get into Spider-Man PS5 or the Miles Morales game, which is also coming out later this year. I will do separate videos about that, and I will give a couple of copies of the game away once they release it, but it's not coming out for a little while longer. Once you do have a chance to play Marvel Avengers though, let me know in the comments what you think of the game so far. And click here for that full Spider-Man PS5 Miles Morales trailer. And click here for my brand new Spider-Man 3 Marvel movie video. Thank you so much for watching. Everyone stay safe. I'll see you guys tonight. What's going on guys? Welcome to Everything Always. My name is Michael Roman. Now with this upcoming Disney Investors Day that's yet to be confirmed but was heavily reported after the Q3 earnings call, we expect the final official word from Disney and by extension Marvel Studios specifically focused on those productions which they have yet to release this year. Of course, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Black Widow. And in light of that, and having to wait until San Diego Comic-Con 2021 if there'll even be announcements there regarding any new projects, it looks like it's going to be quite a while before we hear of anything upcoming at Marvel Studios. Today we're going to use all of the reports, leaks, confirmations, and breaking news we've covered here at the channel over the last year since Avengers Endgame's release to read the tea leaves and anticipate the next 10 unannounced but to be released films for the Marvel Phase 5 slate after they hopefully complete the current slate in 2022. But first, if you could grab the subscribe button, we're giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros as well as a whole 
whole slew of other Marvel related stuff including this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill and our third Infinity Saga box set. If you want to be entered to win all you have to do hit the subscribe button then hit the notification bell leave a like and a comment on this video and if you want stick around at the end of the video we'll get into all the giveaway stuff again there. Now as I mentioned right at the end of the prologue the current slate that Marvel Studios has released and updated due to the earlier delays this year takes us through the end of 2022. Each film having a release date and a director attached except for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We're still waiting on an official announcement for that release date but with Captain Marvel slated to take place in July now it's easy to say that it's going to come some point at the end of the year probably around their normal November release date. Now, in light of that and hoping that they can finish their slate by that point, the new Marvel Phase or Marvel Phase 5 would start in the beginning of 2023 and assuming they keep the exact same pace of three movies per year, which quick side note, they could easily deviate from with an extra Spider-Man movie every other year, these 10 films would take us 2023 through 2026. And here's the best part. We're going to get to look back on this video and actually give me a letter grade with only 10 movies to guess. It's going to be hard to come by a passing grade. That's what we're going to attempt to do. Also, it would have been easier to not try to pick these in release order. We're definitely not going to guess dates, but since we had to go in some sort of order anyway, likely release order seems better than any. And the first is admittedly just a bit of a cheat in Blade. Look, it is unannounced in some way. They said that it's coming and we have a logo, but there's been no director announcement and no news since the initial announcement, that is. And considering that we'd have 10 films over the next three years, it's impossible to see how they would go ahead, announce another 10 films and put those out before they Finish Blade. So easily the very first movie that should be released by Marvel or will make the calendar in 2023 as the beginnings of Marvel Phase 5 will indeed be the Blade franchise and there are a ton of Easter eggs between now and then that'll notably show up most likely in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The second film that we know is coming only because of those previous announcements and again this coming at San Diego Comic-Con 2019 no logo no director announcement there's been no release date nothing official from Marvel Studios is of course the Fantastic Four. There's no way Kevin Feige went on stage during San Diego Comic-Con and said that they were coming to the MCU and that they wouldn't pull the trigger on this within 20 productions under the studio's flag. We know that they're coming. They wouldn't have seeded all of those Easter eggs at the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, which have been covered at length here at YouTube if they weren't going to make good on them. You can assume safely and especially what's happened with the bottom line for Disney this year, the Fantastic Four are coming and sooner than later as they would look to make a huge profit off of a brand new franchise like that. And when I say like that, I specifically mean a huge legacy franchise team up movie that'll be coming a full four years after the release of Avengers Endgame if it makes an early 2023 release. Now, speaking of Spider-Man Far From Home, we know that like clockwork and since the agreement Sony and Marvel Studios have been releasing a Spider-Man movie every other year and we've reported on it several times here at the channel that the Spider-Man trilogies are just getting started in the MCU. It's obvious that Sony and Marvel will continue to want to do this putting that next release in 2023 usually during the summer months which we would have right here making the likely candidate for again the beginnings of Marvel Phase 5 as they've been coming every other year. It's hard to see why they would want to deviate from that leaving only one release left in 2023 or the beginning of 2024. Remember I said we would do three movies a year but with an added Spider-Man movie every other year. So if there was one more movie left for Marvel Studios in a fall release for 2023, you have to think at this point it would be Deadpool. Look, that was a huge billion dollar franchise that will now have been on the shelf for such a long time. And Ryan Reynolds is an extremely hot commodity as far as an actor. This franchise, while shelved for as long as this has been, still looks to make a ton of money over at Marvel Studios. And if our inkling is right that there may be a future for our rated or semi R-rated franchise team-up movies in the future, this is the perfect testing ground to see if Disney can wade into that territory successfully without alienating a majority of their PG-13 superhero fan base. It makes all the sense in the world for this to come sooner than later, like some of these other films. And if we had to guess as to that next release kicking off Marvel Phase 5, Deadpool 3, or Deadpool 1, depending on how the title goes and whether it's a reboot of the character. Also, quickly, I'd like to mention, in a move that I think would make Ryan Reynolds proud I definitely just used the verb Wade when talking about Wade Wilson and didn't say pun intended and I'm not sure how many of you caught it either way this the most likely candidate for the final release in 2023 again 
if there is one. Now moving into 2024, thinking about what could come next, usually February is used to launch brand new titles and brand new franchises, and there have been a lot on the table. Rumors and reports of franchises like Nova, characters like Namor getting their own film, and having to decide between the two, again with no brand new announcements coming, but knowing there is a long time between now and 2024, Namor looks like the most likely title. We broke in an exclusive a couple of months back here at the channel from none other than friend of the channel and industry insider Mikey Sutton that unlike the Hulk Marvel had indeed secured the rights to Namor from Universal and were now free to make a solo movie. If we're truly leading to the Illuminati and if the setup for Namor is coming like we think in the upcoming Eternals, there's a good chance that Marvel will want to make a Namor solo film as this character has always had a legendary and prominent storyline throughout the comics and Marvel Universe and looks to have just a prominent play in the upcoming films and franchises, especially if we're leading to a new Avengers Illuminati title which he would be a major member of. Now moving on for that, and speaking of a new Avengers title, I do not think that's coming in the next 10 films, but an Avengers title all the same. I've said it a million times here at the channel, you don't build something into the biggest global media brand like Avengers Endgame was, only to walk away from it and not make good on another Avengers title. But when it comes, it's looking more and more likely the case that the next Avengers title we're going to get in the MCU, and something that we assume we'll get during 20. 2024 will indeed be the Young Avengers look. It's undoubtable at this point, and I said it just a couple of videos ago, that we're getting an overwhelming number of Young Avengers team members introduced in Disney Plus series. In the next two years alone, you'll have both of WandaVision's twins, Miss Marvel, Kate Bishop. There are a ton already being introduced. How could you ever bring in all of these characters and not make good on it with a Young Avengers title, especially when it'll have been, at this point, five years since an Avengers release in Avengers Endgame when speaking on 2024, I think it's a miracle that Disney and Marvel Studios make it that long without some sort of Avengers follow-up title, and although it has been rumored for Disney Plus in the past, all things considered, it looks like the most likely candidate for the silver screen, and again, five years after the last Avengers title puts it in the perfect place for that sort of early spring May release date for Marvel Studios in 2024. Now, assuming there won't be a Spider-Man film this year, as we mentioned, it would be every other year. That would be 2025 for the next one. The late fall release or summer release for that year for Marvel Studios would most likely be something super important to one of the storylines that they've been leading to this entire time. That's why we think the likely case for this slot could easily be the Thunderbolts. We're finding out so many pieces of this storyline exist in the beginning of Marvel Phase 4, and at some point they've got to bring all of that together. We've also made the argument since basically we've been a YouTube channel here at Everything Always that you're not keeping around General Thunderbolt Ross if at some point you're not going to turn him into the Red Hulk. And of course, with several iterations of the Thunderbolts team, one started by Baron Zemo, who's still in the mix, another named after, well, Thunderbolt Ross, there's a likely chance at the end of Black Widow, we're going to see a post credit scene that's going to lead us to the Thunderbolts team up. There were some rumors about James Gunn being interested in directing that film, but considering he's also taken on the Suicide Squad franchise over at DC now, and he'll be wrapping up at Marvel with Guardians of the Galaxy 3, it's hard to imagine him jumping right into another film that would come out a couple years after that release in the end of 2022. Rather, someone may pick up the directorial debut on this. Either way, the Thunderbolts are a likely candidate considering how many pieces are now confirmed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe with just the limited narrative knowledge we already have for Marvel Phase 4. Now that would wrap up 2024, taking us into 2025. This would be another year for a Spider-Man movie, hoping that that would be Spider-Man 5, the second movie in the second trilogy in the MCU. By this point, who knows, we may just have a black suit Spider-Man and or Venom. Only time will tell, but there will be an early release date February of that year. We could easily see that either being Black Panther 3 or Captain Marvel 3, depending on where they're at with the trilogies and again, what they're leading towards as a next crossover event. This will be 2025, another two or three years after these franchises. We're anticipating Captain Marvel only because of the role that she's set to play, how she's supposed to be this prominent and or replacement for Captain America and lead the upcoming Avengers team. It would make sense then that they would get to wrapping up her trilogy sooner than later could also be a Doctor Strange third installment. Either 
either way, with the February release date for Captain Marvel and then a Spider-Man movie in the summer, we have one movie left for the next 10, the 10th slot, and we're going to go out on a limb and say at some point they have to have a solo movie for one of the X-Men introduced, and just how long can you sit on the Wolverine IP before you recast and bring him into the live-action universe? Even though he may have a debut somewhere along the way, as we've reported here at the channel, I don't see how in the world they don't have a Wolverine franchise with a solo film, and we anticipate that in the next 10 releases after the 10 we've seen, so in the next 20 or 25 films that Marvel does on the big screen, Wolverine is going to be one of them, and it wouldn't be a surprise as it would have been over a half decade since their last film if the Russos came back to pick that up and lead that franchise into Secret Wars as they talked about most recently. There you have it guys, that's our guess at the next 10 films to be released for what we would call Marvel Phase 5, taking us in to the later part of 2025, the beginnings of 2026, and as I said, the best part about this is I'm going to get a report card in the next couple of years when we can make good on the announcements and see just what's coming. Guys, let me know all your thoughts down below. If there's a film that I didn't include that you think should be included, go ahead and say so, as well as the vice versa. If you think one of these isn't going to make the cut, something like a Namor, let me know if you have something better in mind. I'm all ears and quickly, let's get into the giveaway stuff before I let you go. We're still giving away two PlayStation 4 Pros, the next of which is at the 700,000 subscriber mark. Of course, we'll switch over to the five once we have those in hand, but it could be a while until then. So in the meantime, PlayStation 4 Pros it is. All you have to do to be entered to win, hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on, leave a like and a comment on this video, and that'll automatically enter you to win all the rest of the prizes here at the channel. At the 750 mark, we'll be giving away this insane 1 4th scale XM Studios Beta Ray Bill. This is a museum quality, exquisitely crafted representation of the character, as well as the third limited edition Infinity Saga box set at the end of the year during the holiday season. That means December. Now, we've already given away two here at the channel. If you're not familiar with these, these were limited and pre-ordered to 4,000 last year and have absolutely shot up on the secondary market. We've gotten our hands on a third to give away here at the channel. If you want to be entered to win either of the PlayStations, the Beta Ray Bill, this third limited edition Infinity Saga box set, or any of the future prize announcements, all the same rules will always apply. Hit the subscribe button, then hit the notification bell with notifications turned on to keep up with the channel. Like and comment on the video, and the more videos that you comment on, because it's truly random, the better chance you have of winning. All winners will be announced at the end of videos the same way we're doing here, and if you've missed any of the previous winner announcements, no worries. All you have to do is scroll back to the channel, look for the winner announcement in the sub count in the title click on that video and scroll to the end my name is michael roman this is everything always guys thanks so much for checking out the channel and stick around we'll be posting again real real soon